Welcome to the Coco Recovery Podcast. Wait, what about the song? Oh, you're just going to put it in, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm oh, sorry. Just, yeah, we okay. can keep talking. All right, let's just keep talking. I mean, you know, this is this is informal anyways. Hi guys, welcome to the recovery group called Coco, the recovery group podcast. The Coco Recovery Podcast represents sorry, let me do that again. The Coco Recovery Podcast presents yeah. the conversation of an informal group of friends gathered over coffee to discuss their current experience in recovery. The simple purpose of this podcast is to be helpful by sharing the realities of people living in recovery. The host and guest may or may not be practicing members of 12-step programs, and the Cocoa Recovery Podcast is not affiliated with any organization, institution, or facility, neither endorses nor opposes any causes or approaches to recovery and rehabilitation. Whatever is expressed in the podcast represents our individual experiences and opinions of as of today. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome back to the Cocoa Republic podcast with your lovely host, and I am Carbs. I'm Pirate Mike. And I'm Barbie. Yes. And this is the Love Month episode mm. Dating in Recovery. Nice, right. nice. I mean, who doesn't love talking about love? And yes. Right. And I for one love being in love. Have you ever thought about that? Well, yeah, definitely. Who doesn't love being in love? And then you enter recovery. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know it's true. It's true. It's true, though. Yeah. Because for Mm. some reason, I now have standards that I didn't know exist. Well, yeah. how is that possible? It, yeah, mm. it was easier to fall in love when you have beer goggles on, right? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. It's true. <laughs> I think that's what it is. You know, you're you're just drunk the entire time and, you know, and they just look a lot better and sound a lot better. <laughs> I think and it you also hope when you see them the next day and you're sober and you're just like, oh, okay. I don't know about this. Oh, I've seen that movie. Oh. <laughs> what do they call it when like um oh, I, I remember no no no. no. Coyote Ugly. Oh the bar. Oh, was it? No, that term Wait, Coyote Ugly. Yes, that's right. The coyote term ugly. Coyote, the term Coyote Ugly. Oh Mike, you don't no, know. No, please what? no, explain. It's it's isn't that what it means like um when you wake up the next day and then you thought that you you're with somebody who's like and then you turn and then you turn and you're like oh peyote, yeah yeah is that oh. what it means that's that's what i thought of i was like that, that makes sense yeah. i know we're gonna run to the google at some point or probably after i know this, I, guess, I remember after this i got i remember I, gotta... I remember it that way but yeah like um Gee. yeah coyote, but then you know um as i was saying like these standards that suddenly appeared because of recovery mm. like I, re- I used to remember like you know <laughs> I had a reputation of kind of having a coyote ugly boyfriends let's keep it at that oh but, like, you were you I were would, committed 
After I was the, committed. After I was committed. Because like if you ask any of any of my friends, they'd be like, oh, she had the worst taste in men physically. And I would oh. defend myself and be like, but he's he's so nice or something. And then they all ended up cheating on me. These oh, ugly men, right? These ugly men had the audacity to cheat on me. And I would be like a mess, but I would still find the next ugly guy and like have me fall in love with that person and then drink and then you know have a merry time while I was in that state of whatever and then and then you and then I see it like right now when I'm in recovery I'm just like what the fuck are my standards like right now physically speaking about being attracted to someone I can't stand someone who has like like messy hair some people can it's like some guys can get away with the messy grunge look right okay fine mm. yeah, let's go with chris hemsworth or something yes or like jason momoa but you're not gonna find that in real life are you so there's no and he, my he's, point he's a real is, person you know, <laughs> I, know, I, know I, i'm saying like here in the philippines we're not gonna find a jason momoa right and like um, for some reason i i always thought like you know Oh my god, like even if he's ugly, like the personality is all that. And, and, and then you, I'm just like, no. For some reason, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with looking decent. Mm. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Wait. All of a sudden. I thought you were gonna mention something about yeah. personality or whatever. No, <laughs> because it's already there. It's already there. That was a standard of it because I always looked at the personality and then they ended up being jerks. And like I never really looked at the physical. Like it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh my god! Like you know, the physical stuff wasn't that important. And then oh, now that's it's like, why. Yeah, we're not talking about like, the personality, Barbie, because she was already there. Now she's graduated yeah, yeah. to like. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? I'm just like God. Am I this? Sh- I'm like thinking now. Am, are, are am you I not becoming that shallow? Am I no? Am I becoming shallow? Oh, oh really? Because like, yeah, no, maybe you're just like, I don't think so. I think that you're just more aware of what they look like and how they sound. And, you know, I don't think you're becoming more shallow. I think you just, you know, you're just more aware. You're there now. You're present. Different moments, you know, and your standards do change, you know, like, um, well, this Valentine's for me, I can say is like um, so much better than last year that's for sure because last year my ex-boyfriend dumped me on valentine's day great wasn't that so sweet okay so he invited me to a dinner to an expensive dinner in a spanish restaurant he was spanish and you know i got all dolled up i went to the salon i got a blow dry you know in love with love like you said i was in love with love and i was so excited and you know and um I brought my little suitcase with me because normally I would sleep over his place like once a week and I was just ready, ready to have my perfect Valentine's Day. And as soon as I got to his house, he just kissed me on the cheek and he goes, we have to talk. And I was like, what do you, okay. (laughs) I'm like, oh no, right? Like, oh no, what is this about? And I kind of like already 
felt like he was pulling away a little bit before the Valentine's Day, you know, thing. But I didn't think he was going to dump me because if he were, then he probably wouldn't have invited me, right? But no, I guess he thought that it was better to do it face-to-face on oh. Valentine's Day. <laughs> so he told me like... Oh, consider it. Yeah, yeah, consider it, right? Yeah. So he told me like, you know, I'm I'm really sorry, but um, your life is a little too complicated for me. You know, I oh, don't really shit. know. Yeah, I don't really know where I fit in your life. You know, you've got a lot of stuff going on. And maybe we should just take a break. You know, we should just take a break, you know, but um, let me think about it, you know, and I'll, I'll call you. And I was like, I was just like, I thought it, it was a joke. I was like, what? I was like, then why did you even ask me to come here? And then he was like, yeah. well, I just didn't know that it was going to go down this way. Yo! <laughs> what, Damn. did he not like my outfit or something? <laughs> you know, but, but yeah. I was like, you know, and... I couldn't believe it. And and I, I I thought to myself, well, you know, this is my life. I'm a single mom. I, I'm an entrepreneur. My life is complicated. And I don't see my, my life changing, you know, anytime mm-hmm. soon. So I told him like, hey, you know what? Um, I, I think we should just break up because I'm not going to wait around you know, until my life is perfect enough for you because it's not going to happen. And what he did was after that happened, I left, right? So I got my little suitcase <laughs> and I, I left his condo and I was all there dolled up and I was like, oh, I was like, what the hell just happened? And then I, I was just too stunned to cry. I was just really too stunned to cry. And then the next day I was like, Maybe because I, I I met him on Bumble, right? And I thought, you know, um, maybe he just misses online dating, you know, because men, you know, especially foreigners that live here in the Philippines, it's so easy for them to get women, you yeah. know, that's just mm. reality, you know, not yeah, to yeah, put yeah. down Filipinas, but it's true. They no, just why like, there's they have so many options, you know, yeah. and and maybe he missed it because I remember he said something something like that, and. True enough, I went on the app. He was back. He was back on the app the next day. And his profile picture was a picture that I took of him in Tagaytay. Uh, oh, geez. Nice. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So uh, that's when I got really upset and I did drink. I was God. like sober for like 60 days at that time. And I, I relapsed. I relapsed. And I, I was like, oh my God. But I'm I'm also thankful for that that happened because that was my last relapse. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. That was talk, my last. Oh. Talk about that. Do you think when you relapse, if you think about what was going through your mind, you know, your feelings, were you drinking at him? Were you drinking at the situation? Were you drinking because you were overwhelmed and feeling hopeless? Like, what was the driver? Um, I guess it stemmed from being unlovable. Because when like I did, yeah, ah, so yeah. I was unlovable because that was a trigger for me. Because like when I, you know, l- later on, I want to explain, like I did my fourth step like a few weeks ago and it came out that I felt unlovable. So now that I'm looking back, 
you know, looking back, now I know the trigger. At that time, I didn't know what it was. I just thought mm -hmm. it was the breakup. But it was more than that. It was the feeling of being unlovable and not good enough. And yeah. that really triggered me to be like, you know, just I just drank and hiding it from my family again. And, and I remember my dad told me, it was like when he found out that I had broken up with, with my boyfriend, he was like, you better not drink, huh? Oh. He goes, you better not drink and take this like an adult. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Take it like an adult. It means, I guess, don't drink. But of course, I, you know, at first I tried, but I, I ended up drinking. But yeah, that was my, that was my last relapse. So I'm, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it happened. I think certain things are meant to happen. And now, like, now I'm beginning to understand why old timers say um, you should wait when you're at least when you're one year sober to no. date. That's like this rule, right? That we always hear. Well, I mean, it's not in the book, right? Pirate Mike, it's not in the book. It's, it's not in the book. No, it's, it's not. not in the book. I mean, it is something that I don't know. I mean, it's not urban legend, but like something close to it, you know, so it's almost like something that's become widely accepted in groups because um, it's repeated so often. Right. And, and and it's not difficult for me to imagine that it probably started off with um, people in recovery behaving inappropriately and kind of like what you said, you know, oh. they first come in, um, everyone's vulnerable, um, yeah. feeling unlovable, wanting love in some, you know, especially when we're coming in so down in the dumps. I mean, it's a natural feeling and some people take advantage. Like that's also why we have, you know, that um, that term of like the 13th step. It's somebody who's, you know, got some time in recovery, but taking advantage of people who are newer and less vulnerable mm. or more vulnerable. Oh. And um, so, yeah, whenever you hear that in a meeting, that's like, that's what it is. Someone that's what it is. Someone's referred to as like a 13th stepper. That's yeah. not a good thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, so like we've talked about this, right? The waiting for one year. So, it can be hazardous, but like, I I didn't. <laughs> I mean, and how was that for you? Um, I mean, I'm married to her. Okay, you know, well, so, you go. but hey, it was but it was one go. of those things where when we, I mean, it's not like. So we talk about the being in love with love, right? And it was only reco in recovery and and kind of relatively recently that I realize that that is an actual problem you know because I heard it so much with friends and you know especially in this country like one of the jokes I used to have is growing up in the Philippines like you know you you throw a rock and you'll hit some like station that that's playing light rock and love songs right like there's so many right like growing up in like the 80s and 90s how many fucking like ballad like uh, um, radio stations do we need um, oh my so God, yeah it's a culture where people are in love with 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 being in love but um Barbie, you talked about feeling unlovable. You know, I can relate to your experience, carbs. And and like if I was in love, then I'd usually take it to heights where I probably shouldn't have. And it was hard to like stay grounded. If I if I was hurt by love or rejected, then it became this like statement about me. And then um I always saw myself as like this tragic figure and that's just way, the way it's going to be for the rest of my life. So it was these like huge swings emotionally, right? Of where I was going to be. I was either going to be like the lonely hero carbs. We talked about like my thing with Heathcliff and Wuthering Heights. Like I really thought yeah. that was going to be me or like 
the Count of Monte Cristo and like all his like I thought there was that tragic figure but then sometimes it would be like Romeo and Juliet right so it mm. always it seemed to be love somehow defined um who I was as a person and 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 how it was going to be like and what I'm circling back to is like my my wife and I we dated for six years um starting in high school and then oh. six years but then four years were like long distance we were on different coasts of of the country and um and I can see now through recovery right that there was a there was a fantasy that I kind of built up around that to the point where when we were finally in the same place two years later we were broken up and like there was it was bad and there was no communication at all for five years um and I managed to ruin somebody else's life like within the five years um and then when I got sober she was the first I mean of course she was the not of course but she was the first fucking person that I wanted to make amends to because I had ulterior motives oh right? ah. and uh and I worked my way into it you know it was um no I mean I didn't like convince you her. I mean, I guess your was, way. No. I guess so. I mean, I guess it was, you know, there was some, DMs. There was, there was some unfinished business, apparently. So, you know, she made the choice to like get back together too. But um, that was, that was reckless. I mean, I think that um, it worked out the way that it did. And I'm, I'm happy that it did. Um, two beautiful kids now. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I can see how my motivations were also they were very selfish. Mm, they were very yeah. self-serving. Yeah. Right. And they were yeah. very delusional because I held on to this, this fantasy for like a really long time. And that was yeah. my primary motivator. That's so it's, true. it's a little, That's it's different true. now, you know? So I, I think that um, there's also like a, a level setting that needed to happen with regards to like love and fantasy. And I'm only learning about that in recovery. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like the fantasy like I'm, I, I get you because like I love being in love in the sense that you, you, you read all of these, you see all of these love stories, Romeo and Juliet, you against the world, right? And then you know, like the the geeky guy falls in love with a hot girl. You, you know, yeah. all of these. Things. I mean, even and, Disney cartoons. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you the know, damsel in distress. And you don't even Tom. have to know his name, and you marry him the next day. You know. <laughs> oh okay, right. Well, not, right. We're not gonna do that. But that's what we we but... grew up watching. You know, thank yeah. goodness Disney has changed. I mean, now it's well, not yeah. like that anymore. But back in the day, with Snow White, and you know. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty like, getting kissed while she's asleep <laughs> with no consent. I mean, she was asleep. There's no consent there. But the, the Disney movie that that really got to me was when when we were young was the Beauty and the Beast part. Oh, that was, was good. That was because it was it was the inner one, Beauty and the Beast. Yes, yes, he falls yeah. in love with the Beast. Right. I pictured myself. Oh, but wait. When he turned uh, into the prince, that both oh, of you I guys. Right? Oh, you were? Oh, I was disappointed. I was, the, yeah, yeah, I was more I like was that. Like, oh, I like the better thought... of the beast. <laughs> no. That's exactly I how I felt love. for it, Mike. I thought, I was like, oh, he was more guapo. It's the beast. <laughs> I was not. I loved him. I was like, when, he, when he turned. When, when the dramatic the turn. Yeah. The traumatic yeah. turn. And he was like, hot. And I was yeah. just like, holy shit. What? No, okay, carbs. Were you that. drinking that day? Uh, no, how old were you? Was, 
That was like maybe 91. you were drinking that day. No, okay. I was not. But no, I this was the this was just the... try watching it today. Maybe you'll find him ugly. No, be, but but you get was the that the point, sexual right? awakening? Was that the yes? Was like, it was. was it I'm was. Like Ten years old, and I'm having feelings that I never knew. I, could have. I did, I did, because I watched it in the in the cinema, I think, <laughs> and then like I was when when I saw that that transformation, just something stirred, and I just wanted a boyfriend so bad, yeah. and I wanted, and then like I grew up because I grew up in a family that was so conservative. Well strict because i was the only girl so i was not allowed to have you can no boys can call you or you know there's no there are no guy friends allowed and so the fantasy just started to 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 build in me and i'd be like oh my god this is it like i get to do this in secret the romeo and juliet oh yeah yeah oh my god you wouldn't the sneaking around yeah you wouldn't believe the shit i did and just for me to feel that, um, how do you say it? That love from another person aside oh, yeah. from my family and friends. And it was mm-hmm. a deeper love that I thought I knew and could handle. And that was, I think, and then I remember one time when, did I? I think I caught one of them, one of my boyfriends cheating. Actually, almost all of them did, but, you know. Uh, the one that was really bad, I remember just like feeling so like, oh my God, the fantasy is broken and oh. everything like that. And I couldn't find anyone to drink with. And so I bought like a, like six beers and I called my cousin. I go, just please stay with me. So I went over to her and she was, she was like, I'm not going to drink. It's freaking what? It's a Thursday night. We have school tomorrow. It was just in high school. And I was like, okay, fine, to just watch me drink and then just like feel, just just be with me in that in that moment. And you know what she said, which stuck to me till this day. She goes like, you know what's the problem with you? You love being in love and you can't be alone. Mm. Yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. the fear of abandonment. That was it. That was I was like, wow, mm. I I didn't want to be alone because every single one of them left me for another girl <laughs> god damn it and now you know yeah. then it stemmed the unlovable part i'm not pretty enough i'm not smart enough yeah, yeah. I, i'm you know it's it's just the insecurities just started to build and then i just wanted a more fantastical image of love right yeah yeah so if i can't be that i'm gonna be somebody else right yes just so that like i you know how you i i, I altered myself just to be that perfect girl for a guy I would like. I remember I dated a guy who was obsessed. Not I'm okay. Not about video games. I could care less about video games, and I found myself in a computer shop Aww. doing counter doing Counter Strike with a bunch of guys. Yeah. What? Why? Because the fantasy was alive. Yeah, that's an and he loved it, and he loved it. I was there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I was just like, oh my God, but this is what it wasn't me. Yeah. It was a fantasy of you. Me. Lo- it was insane. And then, like, I get dumped and then I move on to the next and I'm a different, I'm a different person again. And then, yeah. in between all of that and all of that, you're drinking, you're doing whatever, you're having fun. 
and you're not realizing that oh you're I was completely just altering myself just to fit mm. into the fantasy of love that I thought was just real that was that was it for me and then and then I got married and then that was another fantasy I was like oh, oh my, yeah oh yeah oh, my, right that's I'm another mom. fantasy Right. right. I'm the young, I'm a young mom. I'm going to have a house. I, mean, I did. Right. Yeah. I had all of the that. house with the white picket fence, right? you know, with the that dog, dream. with the dog, with the dog. And, mm-hmm. you know, the perfect little children and everything like that. And then the fantasy breaks again. Because reality then, sets in reality. And then you're just like, shit, this isn't me. But but the reality in this case is an intruder. And, you know, it's like. I've I've spoken with friends, right? Like bonding over drinks or whatever. And it's like, people go through heartbreak. You know, this story that you're telling, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of times people will be able to relate. But what's different, I think, you know, for people who can identify with being, say, like a love and fantasy addict is um, the extent to which it alters your perception of reality. Like, Mm -hmm. I I Mm -hmm. get what you're talking about in the sense of like so many times with me, and I'm only, I was only, I was reading about it in, in recovery work, right? Like the person doesn't matter, you know, say like we're in a relationship or whatever, like there are sometimes, or even somebody that's in like a burgeoning relationship. Like, I don't know how much I actually know these people, but what I'm holding on to more than anything else is what they represent. You know, um, mm. one of the stories that I had, and I told for like a, like a heartbreak story that I told for a while, and I can see it with new eyes in recovery is. Like I had a, um, so after a breakup, you know, there was an ex-girlfriend and, um, and she was with someone else and, uh, it was a relationship that like meant a lot to me. Right. And we were talking about it and I decided to ask questions that were really the amount of like stabbing myself in the heart. Right. So it was like, so, you know, what is it like being with this other person? You know, is it, I mean, um, what is it, what is it like when you guys are holding each other? Does it feel any different? And then she said like you know, um, it all feels the same. And so when you talk about like the fantasy breaking, like Uh that was one of my moments. And when I think about it now, it was more important for me to hold on to the fantasy that me being with with someone in this bubble was different and more special than anything else in the world. Yeah. Right. When the reality is like people get together, people hold each other, people, you know what I mean? Like it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Like yeah. it's not that yeah. extraordinary, but yeah. but the way the fantasy lives in my head is it's like this is a core memory. Yes. And so, you know, somebody not placing that well, whatever. It's like it's so easy to break the fantasy because it's not actually about being with this person. It's about being in this scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And yeah. to give to give to like add like spice or like more mystery to that fantasy you drink about it right. and then your thoughts just like oh my god you 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 celebrate the love and you celebrate the breakup with a bottle or with yeah drugs. yeah right yeah. and then it's just that more amplified yeah mm-hmm. and then and then when you when and then when you get sober like <laughs> I, I guess for me, what happened was that I just, when I got sober, I was pretty much like 
when I first got in, I was like, okay, if I can't have booze and like drugs, I might as well have men. That wasn't What? the case though. <laughs> oh, okay. Because like I became so careful or some just like, you know, like careful. Like you know how yeah, like men suck. I'm sorry. Not Maybe me. you're trying to protect your sobriety. You feel Probably. like there maybe you that's go. what it is. Like I was deep inside, I was you know, yeah. you're trying to protect your sobriety. I'm pr protecting mm, what mm. I have now, and and that for someone to enter that way again, it can't be in a fantastical, you know, this like fireworks or something like that. I'm not gonna allow that to happen oh, because, hard. like, it's right. It's 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 just gonna shatter me again. Don't throw away the fireworks, carbs. No, I know. I mean, like, not. I'm not saying like I don't want fireworks. I do want fireworks. I'm just But not you're expecting. Just, it I think you're just like, careful. I think yeah, you're being just, careful. You know, I'm all for the magic. You know, yeah. let's let's have magic. But then, like, don't make don't just don't make a fool out of me again. Mm. You know that type of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's I guess that's how I'm approaching it now. Because yeah. like my sponsor told me like oh, it takes five you have to wait five years before you date. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, the no, no, have to I, do <laughs> I, mean, the I do not agree. The cobwebs I'm gonna have to clean out in five years. Holy <laughs> shit. You know what? It's I for mean, me, it's it's not the amount of time. It's the quality of the quality. Yes. quality of your 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 recovery where you exactly. are at in recovery and i think that's why you know like for me what happened to me was like i come from a broken family and i grew up very lonely you know um i think i was, I was the middle child so i didn't get attention from i guess my parents and my grandmother like they favored the other kids and i didn't have love I think and I I remember just wanting somebody to love me growing up that's all I wanted so as I grew up and I got attention from the boys right mm. in middle school and high school oh my god I can't even count how many boyfriends I've had um to be honest mm -hmm. I think I dated the whole soccer team um <laughs> but uh no <laughs> you know but yeah it, it's just I was looking for love just the mm -hmm. attention and And it, that's why every time I wasn't with anyone, something was missing. Something yes. was broken inside, you know, yes. like, and I felt like something like, wait, I have to have a crush on someone because I felt like I was in a movie. You know, I always right, thought I was right, in like, right, a, right, right. Like, like a Meg Ryan movie. And right, if right. I wasn't, then what am I, what's happening? My life is boring. I'm not right. living, mm -hmm. you know, I have to be in love. You know, I had, mm -hmm. I, that was the only thing that made me feel alive because Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, without someone, I felt so alone. And so it, yeah, yeah, it didn't matter what guy it was, whether he was doing drugs or, mm. I mean, they were all good looking though. I have to say. Uh, I, <laughs> thanks. Gee, thanks. I said, <laughs> but um, so wasn't it a requirement for you before? Like for me, it was like, oh, this guy better be drinking. This guy better be. Yeah. It was like, a requirement for me. It was that a requirement to be drinking or had to be doing something illegal. Yes. I, I don't know. It was a requirement. Oh, yeah. Like we can't have fun if we're not doing this. Exactly. Like, we're not drinking. I, if we're not drinking, we're not going to have fun. Yeah. If we're not 
popping some pills, we're not going to have fun. Yeah. If he didn't come from rehab, then no, I'm not going to date you. <laughs> then no. You know, I'm sorry. You're too Even hard pass. Me. Yeah. You're too normal for you. Oh, you have a job. No, no, no. I, I can't, I can't do that. You know, no, like seriously, I like the bad boys. Like I dated yeah. all the bad boys. They all keep, you know, I, even my ex-husband and everything and, Oh my goodness. Like I really thought that I had a sign on my forehead that said only, you know, drug addicts, please, you know, and caretaker, that's, that's why, you know, I really, I'm beginning to believe the old timers. It's not the one year thing. It's really that you need to, you, you need time to focus on yourself. If yeah. You have to learn how to love yourself first right yeah. like when they say that you can't give something that you don't have it's so true and there when you're you when you're there I was you know four months or five months into recovery I started dating again and I got lost I found mm-hmm. myself being a codependent again and this guy was also in recovery which I thought was safe you know I thought oh if ah, this guy is in recovery, in recovery. Yeah. he yeah. understands I don't have to explain why I'm going to meetings why am I because that's another subject no. altogether but um I wanted someone to understand where I was but since I didn't I didn't love myself yet you know I didn't realize how much of a codependent I was I was just repeating the cycle you mm. know of mm. different men but they're all the same they just I mean, they're just different people, but they're all the same inside. They're all they're all addicts, you yeah. know, and I'm just I was still attracting the same men. And when I realized that, you know what, I I really erased all my my dating apps. I, 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 I seriously did that because I knew that I wasn't ready. I, I'm not ready to date people just yet and and it's not because some old timer told me but I realized it for myself that every time I do the steps I find out something new about myself a new Mm. resentment Mm. or Mm -hmm. you know a character defect that I have to work on and if I don't work on myself first I can't be you know, the person who I want to be in a relationship with. You have to want to be, to date yourself, right? Like, if you don't like yourself, if you don't like yourself, then you're not going to find that person. You know, you're you're not ready to be with that person who is right for you. So, I, yeah, I really think that maybe people, you know, in recovery, like if you're new to recovery, you should give it some time, but not like one year, five years. It's really, it's, it's really more about, yeah. I mean, I agree with you about the quality of it. Um, yeah. But also like recovery and the experience that they talk about. And I mean, you know, I'll say with AA and like the, the book there, um, like that goes, like, there's no time, you know, the, the experience of the, the recovery experience that they're talking about, like the, the uh, the different consciousness that they're talking about like that can happen that can happen overnight that can happen instantaneously and i think you know you guys mentioned inventory so mm. with that like part of it is taking a look at our love lives right and if we are in enough pain that we're willing to be truly honest about ourselves and what drives us and um what makes us afraid 
and we take a look at the way that we've approached sex and love and we can and we admit to you know how we we've been using that right like it's not just how many people i slept with that goes on that inventory it's also how have i been manipulating sex and love as a primary driver in my life you know mm, and that extends mm -hmm. to like um what i've what i've what have i been doing to get um extra attention even if i'm in a committed relationship or like how you know because it's its own little high and yeah. these little these little deceits right that i'm you know these 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 dishonesties that i'm li really living with on my own they're like a thousand cuts and if we're willing to take a look at that and um and be honest about it and use that to shape ideals right then then we mm. can move forward with a better understanding maybe the self-love can come over time as well through practice but mm. but honesty that that degree of honesty um can help us uh shape some kind of an ideal that's that's based in sanity and it's not something that i learned how to do like on my own but with a guide you know somebody who's more yeah familiar with how the program works and had that experience themselves like that's the kind of substance in in, in dialogue when it comes to love um that i needed when i was new because mm -hmm. you can't like you meet people all the time right yes and, who knows what happens but then if you know if there's a higher ideal that you're kind of aiming for um then sanity can return and you don't need to wait like one year five years actually i mean that same inventory right like one of the things i joke about <laughs> is one of the the myths is you know like men can only sponsor men women can only sponsor women i i get it yeah i, I understand why but then it's also like well then what's the fucking point of a sex inventory like if I if I did <laughs> if I did a sex inventory and I, I cleaned up that side of the street, you know, you're telling me that despite that work that I did, that I can never trust myself to have like a platonic relationship or a productive relationship with another woman. Exactly. Like women still need to fear me, then I haven't done the work. Yes. You know? Yes. But it takes it takes two people like to live with that yes. kind of accountability. So, you know, there's still like mm -hmm. a human element. I mean, there's creepers everywhere oh yeah but, definitely but, oh like, yeah to make that a, but to make that like a rule i remember somebody said something like there was a woman who i heard a story where it was like um yeah no i've been sober for years but i never got a sponsor i just kind of figured it out on my own because there were no women where i lived and it's like what the fuck is that <laughs> seriously yeah. i mean good for you that you're alive yeah but the fact that like you're not getting kind of fellowship or guidance because you're mm -hmm. surrounded by nothing but penis is like that's just like Exactly. That's insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. She's missing like, out on so much growth and exactly. guidance and yeah, friendship. Yeah, friendship and basic because friendship. Because of fear, this whole like the whole program of recovery, one of the big things is being able to move beyond that fear. Exactly. And yet, no, can't trust the men in the room, so I'll just figure it out on my own. <laughs> I mean, are all the men in the room that good looking? Sorry. <laughs> Yikes. No, Shots it's like, fired. It's it's like it's like saying that it's like oh she's though, gonna fall in love with me. I'm like really? No, it's like it's like saying so much like, hate mail if, we're gonna get. I, I got that because like I was told well, you know, I mean I, I respect the fact that um that my like 
it's it's sort of like an unwritten rule that um, only men can sponsor men and women can sponsor women. But what dawned on me when that was said, I was just like, why? Is it because like of the stigma of being an addict that that affects women and men differently? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, well, it is a very different experience. And I recognize that. Like there are some things I, I have, you know, I sponsor women, right? And I know yeah. that there are parts of their experience that I simply won't be able to relate to. And I'm glad yes. they have other female friends that they can talk yeah. to. But if when we're talking about like the nuts and bolts of things, like feeling unloved, feeling unlovable, mm -hmm. fear, you know, we can all relate to fundamentals. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I was just like, I, I was just like, okay, but I saw, so if I get a male sponsor, I just won't talk about my period. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm PMSing. You won't understand. So right? I think I yeah. actually, I mean, I think I heard that, but like somebody justified the whole you don't want a male sponsor because they can't talk to you about your period, which I also think is fucking insane. <laughs> Why can't like, you? Why, Why can't female sponsors, like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say they tell me all the time, but like, it's not <laughs> off the table. Like, oh, you're going through that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. move on. Deal. We're all adults. <laughs> it happens. It ha it's a natural thing. Right. I'm just saying. But then, yeah. No, but speaking about that whole um, length of when you time, can date yeah. again, right? Because I was watching Twenty Eight Days again, mm, and, Sandra Bullock, uh, in rehab, like the gay guy asked, like, when can I start dating? He goes like that, and then um, Steve Buscemi, the counselor, goes like, okay, here's what you do: you get a plant, you get a plant, and then you you nurture that plant, and then you get a pet. After after two years, if that plant and that pet is still alive then you can have a relationship and you can enter into a relationship. And then towards the end of the movie, like Sandra Bullock, like enters this plant shop and then the gay guy's there with this dead plant. And then there was a, there was like, <laughs> and then on the floor was his, was his bulldog. Right. And he was like, he was asking the guy in the plant shop, like what happened? I gave it water. You know, it's not supposed to die. You know, I gave it everything. Like everything. And then the guy goes, did you water it? Did you water it? No, no, no. You don't understand. Like the guy goes, you don't understand. I can't die. And then he goes like, I'm never gonna get laid. Like <laughs> <laughs> that. And then Sandra Bullock was like, hey. And then the guy goes, <laughs> like you know, like crying over the plant. And then it's it's like he was just he was really really trying to be at that point where he can start dating. And I was just like. You're not going to date a plant or a dog. Yeah. You're not. I mean, I have, you should see my, my, my condo. It's full of plants, thriving plants from the pandemic. And I have a beautiful dog and I'm still not ready to date. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> just crazy. That's crazy. And I was like, you know, years of keeping the plant and the dog alive, meaning to say you feed it, you bathe it. I'm like, I'm not going to be a nurse. Yeah. Or a vet. Right? Or a bed. Or a bed. Right? gardener. That really baffled me. I was like, this is what they're yeah. saying in rec I mean, like in the rehab centers or something. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, you I'm know, just I saying. I guess everyone just has their own rules, you know. But the truth is, it's really just about, yeah, the quality of your recovery and how healthy you are inside, you know. Like, 
if you're able to deal with your past and your resentments, really, I think it's it's really about right. the resentments yeah. because if you that turns into garbage, you know, and eventually oh, when you keep all that garbage, that garbage is going to smell and that person that you're dating is going to smell it. Yeah. And, and also, mm. you know, like when you carry all these resentments, you have a tendency to project these things onto your mm-hmm. partner. You know, it's like you get triggered and you don't know why, but that's because, oh, because this person, you know, cheated on me before. So oh. all of a sudden you're like, oh, this guy's going to cheat on me. Also, like, you know, stuff like that. If you don't deal with your resentments and write it down and share it with your sponsor and let it go, it's going to be hard to, to, to date, I think, you know, yeah. until you just let a lot of these things go first, you know, it's not a rule, but for me, I think now that I've done step four, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more ready. No, but, <laughs> no, but no, um, I'm not, I mean, I, 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 there is a little more confidence, but not 100%. Yeah. I, I know yeah. that I still have to work. I think it's, it will always be, I'll always be a work in progress. That's true. You know? so, Got that. But no, yeah, but I, I did my eighth step. So, you know, people have immense, and I'm just like, thank God I don't have to make amends to any ex-boyfriend. Like, hell were you, no. Were you afraid like, that that was gonna come? Yeah, because like Yeah. Because like it was it was it was a thing that that um dawned on me. And I'm just like, if I do that, or if you know, I even attempt or even think about it, it's like those people are already happy. There's no need to me for me to like, you know, go into the go and like dig up the past and be like, I'm sorry, and be like, what for? There are some certain things, I mean, like, you know, that should stay in the past. And I'm glad that I'm kind of learning how to do that already and not projecting it into my future relationships. That's good. So like note for any newcomers who are working on their fourth step and listening, don't do your fourth thinking about your eighth. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. 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 Because you're going to want to change it. You know, <laughs> when I thought about that, I was like, I was asking my sponsors, like, it's it's too late. But I feel like, that. <laughs> like I want to change it. I was like, when I go with my eighth and then my ninth step, I have to go back to the to my fourth, and I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with these people. I don't want to talk to them. You know, so I'm there, like, just erasing. I was kidding. <laughs> no, I'm 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 yeah, I'm just gonna just let that one go and just. <laughs> Right. You know, see how it goes, you know. One step and at a time. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one step at a time. If I, I, I'll freak out if I think about my eighth and ninth. But, you, but right we now. can go back to writing the fourth. I mean, like my, my sponsor just told me, just keep writing your fourth or and your tenth step or whatever. Just keep doing it, and then we'll do we'll do another fifth or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, I know, I know, because like there are some things that you know when you're more aware, in, like now that I am, like things just start to pop up right specifically in the love department like what i did when i was still actively using and you know drinking it was like what i did for love that was just oh, gross I love, song. I love that song yeah yeah that song what i did for love i sang <laughs> that in choir you did i did i did i had a solo Side note. I had a solo. Oh, okay. That was my that was my that was my musical theater awakening. Was like the little showcase that that 
she did an inquire. Oh my yeah. god! I was like, I love these songs. That's where they're it's from. Like, I love Broadway. <laughs> All of a sudden, I love Broadway. You know, but yeah, I, I I do love that song, and and um, yeah, you know, and and as we like now, you know, now that I'm farther along in my recovery, I had this opportunity, um, just a few weeks back, making amends with my ex husband, and that was a major, major thing for me, that for us to apologize to each other in front of my daughter, that was crazy it was like I felt that you know God was there you know my higher power was there and I didn't think I mean I've been separated from my ex-husband for like four years now one and a half divorced but you know for this to happen you know it it was the right moment it happened at the right time I had to be ready to receive that that apology because if it had happened in any other time it, I wouldn't have understood it or I probably wouldn't have been ready to forgive or I wouldn't have said sorry back because now I mm. learned that I played a role. I played yeah. a role oh, in that great. marriage ending. Yeah. You know, I yes. felt like before rec- all the things that I learned in recovery, I just thought I was the victim. You uh-huh. know, I didn't know that I had a role in it. And that's what we learn when we do the steps that we play a role in it. And And now that I've imagine what a that, that felt like a thorn that was like pulled out of my heart you know that oh, wow. was healing yeah. that was so healing for mm. for both of us because we still co-parent um my child now can see that both her parents still care for each other even though they're no longer together they know how to apologize to each other and that's great. That's what that's what I want my my child to to learn. And and now that that's kind of you know I've I've gotten through that. And um, now I'm ready to date. Not kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it all no boils point. down to that. It all boils down. It all boils down. No, everything. The something always happens. No, it's true. It is. This is the long game. You know, the yeah. long game. And yeah. I really believe it's the long game. Like every single thing happens in my life for a reason and it's bringing me towards you know being ready eventually you know yeah. and eventually. yeah what was it's that, great so, it's that great. book and movie um there's that line from that i know it's a book but the movie um like um perks of being a wallflower what is it that we perks accept of being the love, a wallflower we accept yeah. the love that we believe we deserve yeah something to that effect right mm. and yeah i can see how that was true when I was drinking and it was more in self-pity, mm-hmm. right? And it becomes mm-hmm. something else in recovery when we're learning how to actually like live. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, it, like, do you guys think, I mean, well, you're married, Mike, but you, you and me think you're ever going to. I'm not exactly I mean, from this. Question. No, okay. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, because like, do you think that um, like, speaking of standards right because like I get asked this all the time like you know the explanation of oh you're in recovery and everything like that is that a lifelong commitment but it's like guys ask me that like are you still are you still doing those meetings and I'm just like it's like why and I'm just like if, if you don't want me to go fucking crazy then you're gonna have to accept the fact that I'm in fucking recovery now I don't wanna yeah. I don't wanna accept guys from recovery because like 
first of all, I don't like anybody in recovery right now because I don't think there's anyone. And yeah, then there's, outside, there's the outs- for me right? too. There's none. And then outside we're losing, recovery, we're losing our listeners. <laughs> but outside recovery, like if 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 ever I do start dating or you know I'm I'm out you know because I don't I don't I'm not out there to to you know look for anyone right now. But if ever I was gonna start this the the it's slim pickings, it's slim pickings really. This is not dating like in, the, in my in the world. Yes. Yes, I don't know what world I'm living in, but it's the real world apparently, and like it's slim yeah. picking. I yeah, don't I mean, know if it's because I'm in recovery that I'm wary of people, or it's because these people expect something from me that I cannot give. Like the, the mm. you know what I'm saying? Like every, like I, even from people like oh, like you have to do like like I I was talking to this guy and he was like oh you're still doing those meetings. And I was like, God, you were so cute. <laughs> but, it was, but it was like a ball buster. And I was just like, that's yeah, it. I'm not going to yeah, waste yeah. my time talking to you. No, I'm just yeah, like. But they have no idea. I, that's why they're so clueless about, you know, it's. Yeah, where, they have no idea. Right? But what's the setting? Like, yeah, where were you? This, um, uh, What was it? Like, um, he was a he's a longtime friend. Yeah, he's a longtime friend, and then he found out that I was in recovery, and I kind of had a crush on him and everything, and so started talking, and then he's like, "Oh, you're still doing that? Oh, how it long wasn't was that? In a bar. Okay, it wasn't." And then he goes like, "Oh, how long do you have to do that?" And I'm like, "For life, motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, what? it's like it doesn't. I go like, "Well, if I want to stay in the pro, I mean, if I want to stay sane, or you know, and, and it's just like he, like I thought." it would be easier for me to just mm. be myself and then I could attract the right girl. Apparently, I'm not attracting any, you know, anyone yet. So maybe, maybe God, maybe my higher power is like, let me, let me throw yeah, some Yeah, not just not you. yet. Not let yet. Me, you know, um, let me see how you're going to handle this guy. And then we'll yeah. go from there. Right? And I'm just like, okay, you asked me that question. So cute. And now you're not. So that's that's off the that's off the well, well people thing. are still I mean people are still I mean I have to say right like there's it's a problem of abundance Yo. in the sense that like there are guys who are approaching you and like I'll speak for myself so like yeah I did end up with my wife who was my ex-girlfriend but that's like I couldn't form relationships with people for a good like nine months in in sobriety. Mm. There weren't women coming up to me wanting to date, right? It was <laughs> it was really no, it was lonely, and I I do identify yeah. as an introvert. So, like for much of my life, I can count on literally one hand like how many women I've dated, and a big part of it is because of like the social awkwardness and just like self esteem issues or whatever, but you know there wasn't like a sea of fish to fucking sift through at least not <laughs> yeah. through my view so but I, I wonder like if you ever considered that what you're experiencing might also be part of like this hard reset you know True. if let's say if you're at a point where so. if you're at a point where you've just somehow been able to let go of 
your attachment to that fantasy then mm-hmm. and you know you're 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 feeling these new standards like come in then there's a little bit of like a maybe not like a grieving period but maybe something like it where it feels new and uncomfortable and whatever because you're you're not looking to fill a void with somebody else all of a sudden right yeah. you're not you're not in agony about the fact that you're um alone it's just uh you're learning to live life differently. Yeah, that's true. That's right? true. Yeah. yeah. Like, you it's know, the like, absence of the neediness of that, right? Yeah. Where you're like rushing to like get the next prince in line. Yeah. 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 The neediness of it. Mm-hmm. The wanting that, that person to just like, you know, you can text any time of the day, you can call or and not like, like it's too much work, really, to be honest. Like it's too much money. It's too much work. And I'm, I just want, I guess what I'm trying to say is I just want it to be as natural as it can be for me now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the now, the, the, the me now. The, like you the, want it to happen organically. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like, can it be possible, higher power, that I don't have to do <laughs> so much work? Like, you know. Yes. Right, like that's yes. all I want. That's just somebody to come organically and I'm like, hey, oh, you're cute. What's up? And you know, yeah. like just somebody, just not, not to have to like be so. How do you say it? Like, like, like I, I, I get this feeling where like I have to explain myself all of a sudden in a different way because of who I am now and like. I find that to be a hindrance in social um in social gatherings or in social when I'm out like you know I stick to my group of friends I don't like meeting other people I don't like talking because like you know it's I don't want to have to explain anything anymore yeah I'm done I'm yeah, done that's another point like when right? you're when you meet someone let's say you know which I did I met someone uh, online I mean I dated, we went on six dates and it was really hard for me to like, when am I supposed to tell them when I'm, that I'm in recovery? Ooh, right? Uh, and uh, how, see, how do you how, see it? How? Right? And I was just like, I was just like, what do I say? Like, I'm allergic to alcohol. <laughs> um, Like, how come you don't drink? Oh, I'm allergic to alcohol. Do you say like, normally I just say that like, um, I'm just not a, good drunk you know because that's that's the truth I'm just not a good drunk alcohol and I just I'm just not a good drunk you know but then they tend to ask more and you're just like you know like especially you definitely don't want to say it on the first date but but they will ask you know like how come you're not drinking you know Um, and then I just say that oh just you know I'm trying to be healthy you know like I'm (laughs) I don't know. No, I because like you run out. You run yeah. out of it. You run out of like all of these. Like, oh, uh, it's Friday. I uh, Lenten season. We don't. It's my Lenten I don't know. season. Yeah, right? but then, it's my Lenten sacrifice. I'm not gonna. You, you run out of the of all of these excuses, and then when you tell yeah. them, oh, I'm in recovery. Why? What happened? Right. Right. And then, uh, then like, and then, oh, there's something oh, wrong with there you. There we go. You, you know. And there so, like, with this guy, right? So I was like, you know, I've been seeing him like for I think maybe this was the fifth date or something, and 
And I was on my way to a meeting mm-hmm. and I had to tell him that I was going to a meeting and I wore this shirt and it said sober mom. And he's like, why are you wearing that shirt? And I was like, because I'm sober. I'm a sober mom. And he's like, they might think like you're an alcoholic or something. And I was like, but I am. <laughs> and that's when I told him. That's, that's when the ice is broken. <laughs> yeah, because I am. Like, oh my God. And it was very awkward. And then he was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, what was he supposed to say, right? right. He, still, he still cooked lunch for me that day. I mean, I came back after the meeting and he still had lunch ready for me. So maybe, yeah, maybe we should give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe for some people, they'll accept it. Yeah. You know? maybe, yeah. And maybe oh, there yeah. will be people also be like, I don't want that in my life. You know, I mean, True. I've been rejected before because yeah. I was an alcoholic. You know, that's happened. So I'm very careful as to when, yeah, I really have no idea. Like if when I start dating, like that's why I always think that it's better to date someone in recovery because I just want to avoid the whole conversation. (laughs) I don't want to have that conversation. So awkward. So awkward. Oh my God. It is. It is awkward. Or or even just like not even talking about dating someone, but like meeting new people. If we're talking about relationships, right? Like I, I just remember this guy. Um, well, he, he wasn't, he wasn't up. It was just like you know, introduced and everything like that. And he saw that I wasn't drinking, and he goes like, "Why aren't you drinking?" And I was just like, "Oh, I, I, uh, I, I'm drinking my coffee," which I was. And he goes like, "Whoa, are you gonna drink later?" And I was like, "Is this gonna end?" It didn't end. And then like my friend just goes like, "Can you stop badgering her about the drink? She's in recovery." It's like, that was so awkward because it didn't stop from there. And she was like, why? What happened? And I was just like, that, that's it. You get, I get turned off with people and like my friends have to step in and say like, stop. There are just some people who are just like, you know, and yeah, all up in it. Ignorant. Like, yeah. Ignorant and everything. Right. And I'm, I'm just like supposed to like, okay, I'm, I accept who you are and I'm going to let you go. Right. And then, Right. <laughs> It's 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 just that awkward situation wherein like you're with a group of people and sometimes I do I appreciate this because like I surround myself with people who protect my sobriety along with me. But it gets awkward and I hate putting people in that position. Yeah. And yeah. That's just being friends. And yeah. that's just like you know how tiring that is? It's just like God it damn. is. <laughs> Yeah. I, for, I actually I really? forgot how awkward that it could and you know so what I appreciate about the fact that I'm having this conversation with you and it's on a live gun recording is I'm like <laughs> now I just remember like no asshole you did actually go on a couple of dates like in your first year before you got back together with your with your you know with your wife and and it's Barbie, all going back about, to you it's all coming back to me but you were talking about like dating someone in recovery because it's easier and that's kind of it was like Mm, I don't want to use low hanging fruit, but I did. So the people who I dated, right? There was like uh-huh. a sympathetic coworker, and then mm, there were mm-hmm. a couple of girls who I dated or liked in high school, and ah. I thought like so with the sympathetic coworker, Naman. Then there was like the oversharing because we were already working mm. together. So it was like, what happened? Mm. Well, blah, da, 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 and I I can already see it's like. 
well, this guy's clearly got more baggage than like is allowable on the plane. So that's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> and then, you know, with the other two who I knew before, it was either a combination of that, like let's, you know, maybe he needs some time to get over the baggage or just um, the chemistry wasn't there anymore. Yeah. But I, yeah. I was, I was definitely afraid of, I was definitely afraid of going into like open market, so to speak. I think, I mean, online dating wasn't a thing then. I think um, at the time, like match.com was more prevalent. I'm yeah. dating myself. And <laughs> the one time I checked it out, like I saw almost immediately that my ex-wife was there too. And I'm like, I'm not fucking going near <laughs> oh, this thing. Shut <laughs> cancel account like there's no I don't know how this is gonna work but there's no way that oh yeah but that's how people date now you know and um come on I've never gone on an app it's true I have never gone on an app no it's because we're the titos and titas of Manila (laughs) that's what it is that's why you know but you know I am I had to go on it because you know because of the pandemic and my friend put me on Bumble and since I felt like it's the woman that chooses the guy you know I thought it was it would it, oh, it, okay. it was a good deal you know and oh, and now yeah. Bumble has yeah. this thing where you can say that you're sober because you can say like drinking frequently um sober or never or so I put sober but no nobody ever looks at that nobody ever reads <laughs> no? your bio you men just look at your picture like oh the, there the she pictures. is it's, I like her be- the... I like her in her bikini and they that's don't they, they, that's it they don't that's look at it. the they don't look at the sober and everything so when I go on a date with them I still have to explain why I'm not drinking you know so yeah but yeah I found it so difficult and you know what I mean, I did find a boyfriend there, but that didn't last. And I just found it to be so tiring. And I felt like it was tr- it was like a trigger. It was triggering mm-hmm. me to drink because it was just so disappointing. I mean, you really yeah. have to go. They say you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you meet a prince. <laughs> That's how I felt. Like I was just kissing so many frogs. And I just like I felt like I wanted to drink each and every time. You know, um, I would invest in a, I mean, even a conversation, you know, you're having a conversation with the same person for three days in a row and, you know, and then you meet and then it's like, he's not what he says he is. And it's such a bummer. And he's much, he's much. Like yes, not really. Cat- there was a person who catfished me, but thank God I found out before I went on an actual date. But there was Yay! this one guy who looked better in the pictures. But when I saw him, he looked a lot older. And when oh, I no. and then it, you have to break it to them that after the first date, you know, oh, I'm sorry, but I just only see us as friends because some of them they get so <laughs> excited, you know, that they think that you're you're that's it, you know, it was a great date for them for you, it wasn't. So you have to like let them know that oh, I'm sorry, but I don't see us being together romantically. I see mm. us as being friends. Some of them get really mad. Like they take it so personally. Like they're just oh, yeah. like, well, yeah. I, you're like, oh, oh. I know. Like I'm just <laughs> well, like, yeah. oh, well, well, well th- this is what online dating is. You know, it's <laughs> supposed true. to. You know, That's like true. So yeah. The, yeah, with yeah, and they say like with addicts also, right? Like you when when somebody like when you get into a relationship, it's like you kind of fast forward already. 
and you have like you know it's like you see the wedding you see the yes. Buddha, you see all of these things and yes. it's like you're yes. on your first had, date and I had to break that that was a fantasy of mine every boyfriend I had a freaking list of baby names and like <laughs> the wedding dress like right i had i had baby god damn it but like that's it like i guess that's also yeah that's why it's really scary like if people ghost you like i mean it's happened to me also i'm not the one i i reject them and i've also been rejected and when you get rejected you have to you have to be in a good place you know you Mm -hmm. have to not take it personally you know that it's not you you know it's it's just that the they probably just didn't like the fact that I'm a single mom or or maybe they want to have kids or, or I don't know, you know, you never know. Or but, they're just jerks. Or they're just jerks, you know. And I've also met, actually I can write a whole book about online dating. There's someone like, <laughs> you know, that they're like, we, you know, we went to this ho- hotel, like restaurant, Samba, which is amazing, you know, and and he thought that he's like, oh, it was a great day. And he's like, you want to get a room? Oh, oh my god i was like fuck you i, was, <laughs> I went ape shit i went ape shit i was like you think that's the reason why i agreed to go to this restaurant is because you think that i'll go i'll, I'll just you know like have a one night stand or like just sleep with you on the first date i was so so like angry i was like i just shit. wasted an entire evening and I kissed this guy on the day. Oh. Okay? I kissed him. And I was like, ew. Now I'm just like, oh. And then, yeah, <laughs> after that after that date, I ended up drinking, you know? Oh, and so I had to really, I had to get off that shit. Because I felt like, now I really associate online dating with drinking. So that's oh. why I, on my, like when I was three months in, in recovery, that's why I deleted the apps. I knew it. I knew oh. that was a trigger and yeah yeah yeah. maybe it's not for other people because for other people that's how they they really meet like my sister found her girlfriend through the app Mm. you know um also on bumble um and they're still together they've been together for like two years they live together in a nice flat in new york and it worked it works for her you know but for me yeah for me it doesn't work the realization that you had about the app i mean that's good, right? And this is mm-hmm. some people need an inventory to get to the same realization that you got on your own. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, kind of what true. we're right because it's it's something that dies hard. I mean, there are people who I work with who, um, they were not how do I put this? Like they were not aware of how much of like their sex and love life they were actually kind of still keeping behind the scenes. Mm. Because it was so normal, like as a taboo mm-hmm. or whatever, maybe not even as a taboo, but just because they figure that like, no, I, I mean, I don't think I need to share about this. But we do. Mm. We you do. Know, because it's everything that we're not willing to be honest about that, you know, mold will grow in the dark, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like true. For, for anyone in recovery, I'd, I'd say that, you know, probably like the the common experience is just that. I mean, there's the the cliche we're as sick as our secrets. And mm-hmm. I think in this mm-hmm. case, it applies. You know, what are you not willing to be honest about? And then if you're not willing to be honest about that, you know, it's reasonable to expect that you'll probably experience some pain. Yeah. Yeah. 
um yeah when I when I talked to my sponsor that I realized that I felt unlovable that really that that made me feel like the only time I will really date or be open to being in a relationship is when I already start feeling that I am loved Mm. you know Ah, that's when I'm ready and right now I'm just getting there you know Mm -hmm. um I'm beginning to feel that yes I am lovable I am you know but I wasn't there yet like Mm. a few months ago I I wasn't there yet I'm getting closer but yeah instead of sometimes you know we we look at potential partners and we see oh you know is, is he is he a nice guy? Does he have a job? Does he? Sometimes we forget to look inside. What do I have to offer? Also, here I am. I feel unlovable. I don't think I would be a good partner yeah. for anyone, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to expect that person to fill in everything, you know, to fill in all the holes and the gaps and all the insecurities. So yeah. I'm yeah, not going like, to be that's yeah. a tall order. I'm going to be that. Someone. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm going to be that right. needy codependent girlfriend who would yeah. want that. Right. So, yeah, yeah. that's a tall Definitely. order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like, mean, you know, more importantly, if you were the needy codependent girlfriend, then you would just you'd be hurting yourself. Exactly. But exactly. then I would be the hot, needy, codependent. Oh, there we go. Line them up. Line them up. Line them up. Line them up. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad that you, you finally like realized yeah, that. I it realized was, that. that that's... You know, that's like it's I think it's also important that we that at least for me also that that I that I recognize what triggers me in a person not just a dating app or something like that but like the person itself Hmm. like if that person's like I don't know I don't know like it'll just come to me like for example like if that person doesn't have a job then I'll probably be like I'll be questioning like is your personality worth it (laughs) like there's just like there's a thing like you know if it triggers me You'd be like, okay, if I'm going to be in a relationship with you, I better know what's going to be triggering about you that that I can tolerate that won't, that, that's just enough. You know, I'm not about to change you because that's another tall order to ask of someone. That is right. a tall, that was a very tall order because like, like I was, I was, <laughs> I was talking, I was talking, yeah. no, because like I was talking to someone like, you know, we started getting, getting to know each other, but I just realized, I was like, your lifestyle is, like, you go out a lot, and I, I don't think I can, I can, you know, that's going to be triggering for me if, if you know, mm. just knowing that you're out there and doing whatever, and it's, it's not, it's not, it's not for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm not going to ask you to change for me just so that we could be together. Right? Because I'm not going to change. I'm not like, I think I'm way past me changing because I've, I've done it so much already in my life and I'm really comfortable where I am and I'm growing. I'm learning all of these things, trying to be the best person for myself first and then so that I could be the, be- the best person for whoever comes. But if mm-hmm. that person comes and I feel, and you know, there's a spark, there's a connection but then there's something that's triggering to me 
then I still question like, is it even worth it? Because like, if it's something, it's it's that much of a protective thing. Because like you know, of course, there's gonna be a problem with me. I don't go out. I stay in. I, I do my work, right? It's a conversation. And this is though, why right? I'm inviting right? you to go on a hike. Carbs. No. <laughs> Carbs. No, Come on. No. Let's go on that hike. Might be hard pass. Hard <laughs> pass. You didn't respond with the hard. I expected you to be the one. No, but it's I will. A, I will I guess, do that. But it's a conversation too. So I guess everything that you've actually shared in in this episode, I think sounds reasonable. This is, you yeah, know, opinion here. of one, but in terms of changing, if you have the conversation and the person is willing to work with you, then there's compromise and that's what a relationship yeah. is, right? Yeah. Um, if they're not willing to change, but then you're also saying that you now recognize that you don't need to, you don't feel as if you need to change in order to fit the mold, then that's growth on your part and kudos yeah. to that. Like mm -hmm. something better is going to come down the line, but it is a, no, I did have that conversation. Yeah, I did have that conversation with him. And I said, like, um, you do know I'm sober. And like, you know, I don't, I can't, I can't go, I can't go to night, I can't, I can't go to clubs. I was like, I even told him, I can't go to discos. He's like, discos? Discos? I'm, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, dis discotech. <laughs> Might as well like, say discotech. I'm sorry, wait. I, don't, I mean, what was it called? I can't go to clubs. Clubs. He's like, disco? Discos. <laughs> sorry. The clubs, I can't go to clubs and I can't go, you know, to places like that because that's, I, I, I don't do that anymore. And, you know, don't, you know, we, I, I like that we can talk and everything like that, but I know that you would want somebody who can actually go with you to these kinds of places and I can't be that person. Hmm. Yeah. And that's I'm not going to ask you to change for me. Okay. Like my dream is basically to meet <laughs> someone like I, I, I want to like, that's why what I'm doing right now is I'm just following, like I do things that I find enjoyable, you know, like I go to like coffee workshops, like latte art, like, you know, where they teach you how to Yo. do the latte art. And then I, yeah, I, I'm going to this hike, but then I it's with it. people with recovery. So <laughs> I don't know about that. But maybe there's uh -huh. someone out there who's not in recovery is joining our group. Who knows? But um, yeah, and then I... Friend of a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like that. Oh, he's a friend of a friend. And then I, you, I go to this, like, I went to this pottery class, like, in the park oh, and stuff okay. like that. Just, yeah. But I, I'm not, like hoping to meet them of course like if I meet someone yeah but I'm just enjoying my life sober and I'm yeah. hoping because I'm not online dating anymore that because I'm I'm enjoying myself doing the things that you know I'm I'm, I'm trying to learn new things and new hobbies um, which is also really good for my recovery that maybe mm -hmm. that's where I'm gonna meet the right person you know because I also don't go out like because yeah. when we say out I, we don't go to clubs. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. We don't exactly. go to we bars. Don't, discos. We don't. Yeah. We don't go to discos. No, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I don't don't expect me to you know to go on 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 in places where people are having ragers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right? I'm not gonna be there. I'm not gonna be there. You know. And I know that you enjoy the like this person. I I know you enjoy still going to these things, but that's not me anymore. Yeah. If you asked me, like, 
18 months ago. Yeah. But sorry, I didn't meet you back then. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a hard pass. <laughs> TM. <laughs> it's a hard pass for me. So yeah, there you go. Like dating and recovery is, is a challenge, but I believe it's going to be worthwhile if, if I do, if somebody does come and it's, and I'm in the right place and I'm in the right emotional, mental, and spiritual state and that I'm going to be the best person for that person as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it, there's no compromise. I mean, like, sure. There's going to be little compromises. Like, yeah, I, I don't drive. I get driven. So you're going to have to drive me everywhere, but you know, like not the major compromises anymore because mm -hmm. it's not, it's, it's just, I'm done with that. I'm done. Yeah, me too. And it's, you know, this is, this is the life that I'm choosing to be in recovery. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's probably my number one priority because yes, exactly. Exactly. Right? It's, it's the way I, it's the way I live now and mm -hmm. it's a, it'll just be a like I'm thinking now it's gonna be a freaking awesome bonus in life to have somebody to share it with bonus. yeah and I, I know this bonus. sounds yeah I know this sounds cheesy but yeah it's in God's perfect time like exactly. for me it's yeah. you know it's he's never late he's never too early He's always on time. So I'm just going to trust that when it happens and it's, it's it's going to be in God's time. And, you know, when I was online dating, the first thing I would do when I would wake up is get my phone and then look <laughs> at the app, like how everybody does it, you know, and, and then you just yeah. swipe, swipe and you're like, oh, this guy. OK, all right. All right. And it's like it now I wake up and the first thing I. I, I do is I look at, you know, all the AA, like all the, you know, like the readings. That's the first thing I do because from different home groups, that's the first thing I do. And then I pray. Imagine from like wow. Bumble, Bumble to mm. pray, you know, and I and then I work out. It's a completely different life, completely different life. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, so. I wasn't meeting the right guy doing that. So now that I'm doing something different, then I'm going to be expecting a different result, right? right? Yeah, there you right. go. There you go. Yeah. Well, Cheers maybe by the that. next episode, Cheers I'll have a to that. Oh, oh. <laughs> you mean in two weeks? In two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be like, guys, I'm getting married. No, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be having a wedding by Easter. We'll be having a wedding by Easter. <laughs> happy love month, you two. Happy to health and happiness. Yes. yes. Health, happiness, and bonuses in our lives. Yes. And bonuses. Love yeah. bonuses. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Thank love you. you guys. Love you both. Love you. This has been an episode of the Coco Recovery Podcast. If you would like to get in touch with our hosts or guests, please email us at cocorecoverypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.